As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Yes, I am running. I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We have a full house tonight. It's Kevin joined by Pops, Uncle Tony, and LJ's here. He's been traveling all over the country. LJ, where are we reporting from? We know you were up. Where, where was he at, Tony? Do you uh, know where he was at before? <laughs> Banger. Well, I was in BZ. I was in BZ. BZ. BZ Street. BZ Street. Up there by well, the they call Banger, Banger, Bangorians. What do they call BZ people? Um, they just call, I mean, you know, uh, I, I can't come up with a joke. Uh, the easy BZ's probably. The easy BZs. But yeah. so, the, from what I hear, big BZs. Saying, so Chicago wasn't. Chicago wasn't cold enough for you, so you're like, let me go to Maine, see what it's doing over yeah, there. Yeah, but you know, I'm uh, I'm uh, in Texas right now, uh, getting used to 78 degree weather. So like, um, hey, we're recording this on it's Tuesday night, but it, down here in Arkansas, Texas, there's beautiful weather today. Oh, it's good. I didn't pack for out. it. I did not pack for this yeah. trip. <laughs> this is chamber of commerce like this- weather, you know. <laughs> This turtleneck or jacket doesn't yeah. really fit in the 78 degree. I could survive an ice storm, but that's not where we're at park weather. We're at grilling weather. <laughs> All right. Well, we now have two teams set for the Super Bowl championship weekend has come and gone. We'll have the 49ers taking on the Chiefs. And for the third straight game in these playoffs, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will be underdogs, although I think it's very slightly underdogs. We'll get into a little look at some of those games. But first, I want to. Look back at the the games we had this past Sunday, and do we start? I feel like we start with that four downers lines, don't you think? We'll start. We'll go with that one, and the I feel like the 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 Monday morning Tuesday like the conversation right after is oh Dan Campbell's a freaking moron because the the football guy analytics like he's following the numbers and going for it on fourth down they would have won if he'd have just kicked the field goal. Part of me is like. We're also reactionary. Like, it's just whatever. Like, if he would have got those fourth downs, we're talking about how Dan Campbell, you know, zigged when everyone's zagging and is, is smart for doing it. Pops, where, where are you at with the fourth downs? Did you hate them? Did you like them? Maybe just a couple of them? Like, what did you think from well, that there, game? There was, the one, uh, there was one I didn't mind um, when they were going to – it was going to be like a long 40-plus yard field goal. It seems like the other one was going to be in the 30s maybe. It seemed like they were at the 22, which would have – I guess that's still been a 41 or something like that. But I, I think you should have taken at least one of the, the uh, field goals or at least attempted it because you're up three scores now uh, on – you know, the number one seed in the playoffs. So I really think he, you know, I, I get being aggressive, but I really think he should have kicked the field goal at least one of those times. And one of the times he was closer, so it would have taken some of his concern about his kicker out of the equation, I think. he. So they kicked one before half, but I think that was more about, 
you don't get the benefit of a field position for like, if you miss it, then they still got to go like because right. the, the half ends. So I get why they did that one, but Tony, and I'm sure me and you are going to disagree a little bit on some of these, but that is what, what Dan Campbell's done all year and fourth and three or less, they're 80% on the year. Like they, they're very good. Like the number and I, and, and me and you, we're not going to argue here about going for two when you're down 14, uncle Tony, but those percentages are very close. So I get that argument. It's like, you're splitting hairs. This one, if he's 80, if they're really good at getting it on fourth and three or less, and they're kind of just okay at kicking field goals, maybe you're okay. Where are you at, Tony, with it? Okay. So, because usually if Tony had to a catchphrase. If Tony had a catchphrase, it would take the fucking three. <laughs> take the points. Take the points. So, here, okay. So, there's two, two of them. And, and here's the thing. And, and I agree that Dan Campbell is going to, here, here's the quote I had. He has got to learn. But it's uh, Brock Purdy grew up in that game. Dan Campbell did not, <laughs> and um, because you're you're up seven, you're up three scores on the number one seed at their house, and you have the ball in uh, the twenty. It was going to be a thirty-eight yard field goal, fourth yeah. and two. Now Josh Reynolds dropped the ball. Okay, he dropped, dropped the ball. The ball. Yeah, he play. did. He did. He absolutely dropped the ball. But you just answered the 49ers and stopped their momentum coming out of halftime where everybody in the in the stadium is rocking. Yeah, here we go. We're coming back. Answer them. Done. It's a it's a 80% plus field goal. It's almost the same uh, distance as an extra point. Just five yards longer. You take that field goal and stop their momentum. The second one, longer. You're still 48. The field goal is a less of a percentage. However, it was a longer, a longer, and they weren't even close on that one. And the momentum had really swung. You haven't scored a point, and San Francisco's offense is just terrorizing your defense. Stop the bleeding. You've got to take a field goal. Either one of those chances it is, I think Dan is is he can justify. I'm a gambler. I know it's what we do, but here's the situation. And I just, yeah. you know, you it's just like a guy that – anyway, that's what I'll say. He he didn't grow up and understand his situation. He should have taken one of those field goals. We, they'd still but be Tony, playing my, if he'd done that. My my <laughs> argument my argument to that is – so, like, with seven minutes left in the third, it was 24 to 10. They're still up 14, and that's where I think Pops is saying you go up by three – you go up by three scores. You know, you go up by 17. And I, I, I can see that argument. I see why you might want to do it, but – this is kind of what this team has done all year long. And I, I don't I don't know this, but I wonder if part of the thought process of Dan Campbell's like, if all of a sudden I flip and now we're kicking field goals, could that kind of get to my team? Like, will that rub off on my team? Like now they're playing a little like they'll think, oh, we're not playing as aggressive. We're playing a little scared. Well, then they play a little scared. But either way, they drop that ball. But it's not the not getting the fourth down. So let me tell you. So. They went for it. Reynolds drops it. Two plays later, Brennan Ayuk makes the uh, – that, that was an interception. It <laughs> was an interception. That play was uh, – The corner played it – Angels in the outfield. The, <laughs> I mean, the corner played it perfectly. He not only is playing the ball well, he boxes out basically Brennan Ayuk. And the ball's right there. It's either an interception or maybe incompletion. But, I mean, it, that, that it, it seems like the only two possible outcomes. But somehow it goes through his hand, bounces off his face mask, Right to Brandon Ayuk, and then they score two plays later. That's a 51 yard bomb. And then the very next drive, Jameer Gibbs fumbles on first down. So, I mean, they lost the game a lot of other ways than the fourth down. I get that we can micro it to 
those are the plays they lost it, but they let that that thing just skate, and now the momentum is wild. And then we can argue for days. I think you can go forever on that twenty four twenty seven where they went for it instead of tying it up. LJ, what were you going to say? Oh, I just wanted to add that I think that uh, one of the things we saw in the two, the last two Chiefs games are teams that decided to not play their football game because they were scared of what Mahomes is. And we'll definitely talk about that more later. Yeah. I don't want to see Detroit trying to change the way they play football, especially because this isn't a lottery ticket to go for it on fourth down. This is statistically going to give them a better chance of winning. They should take the better choice if it is the way their team plays football, regardless of who's on the other side of the field. You play to win the game, um, and you play the way that got you to this game. Um, I, I think it's absurd to think like, oh, now that you're playing against a good team, be conservative. No, you're an aggressive team. Be aggressive. That's what you got to do. Yeah, read the I room, mean, though. Read the room. Go up. No. You, know, you I, got I, here I, I, doing I this. You and, and I hear you, the, the analytical, and if you do it, you do it. But I think I think that is a case where you 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 kind of read the room. And, boy, to go up three scores at that point, I just think was this was the smart move. To be and, up, and yeah, I but I get your saying. Detroit we're, talking about going, we're talking about coming out of halftime and being up 17 instead of 14. And you're saying, well, because they're such a good team, you'd be up three scores. Well, I mean, they can score. Like, I, I don't think that three points is going to, you know, be the deciding factor at the end of the game necessary. I mean, it was obviously it was, <laughs> but, but like, but also that three points was the three points in another place. And like, we're talking about there, there are dozens of plays that lead to huge point swings in every football game. Um, it's it, that particular moment was not a moment where, uh, Oh, we, we put them out by getting those three points. The game is now over because we got those three points. You still got to come out there and play your football. And so when you decide, like, we're going to play a different game now because we're playing a different opponent, I think that that is begging for a loss. I mean, I just I think that's begging for a loss. I hear you, LJ. I I respectfully disagree, but I I hear what you're saying for sure. (laughs) Tony, I feel like you got something to say over there. Yeah. So every I'll put it this way. Kansas City is not playing like if Kansas City was playing like Kansas City supposed to play, they, they wouldn't be here. Kansas City has changed their game in each and every game. Over the course of the season, they have changed the way they've played football. Great teams can play any way you need them to play. And yeah, this, I would the say difference. the only thing that's changed on Kansas City is Patrick Mahomes it, it, because he's above every other quarterback yeah, in the they NFL. Do, they do. They have Brock not. Brock Purdy's trying to runner. do that, and he almost screwed up in that first I, half. He was I, I also we'll have a very strong opinion on Kansas City is winning for a well, different reason than what Kansas City is doing. It's bad. Right, no, 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 no. We'll talk about the game, Lord. So I, I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll get to Kansas City in a minute. We're talking we'll about San Francisco. Francisco. I know. So he brought it up. I brought it up. I brought it up. It's my fault. I brought it up. But so, but but great, but great teams are able to adjust the situation. Agreed. I'll put this in basketball. Just because you're uh, you're able to, your fast break is the best in the NBA. If you're up thirty points, you're not fast breaking in the fourth quarter. You're holding the ball, waiting for five, four, three seconds before you put up a point because you want you know you've won yes, the game. Yes, but you're still you're running the your clock's in your favor. The, you know? No, you're not. If if I'm a fast break team, I get down there. I'm in twenty seconds. Didn't get the break. Pull it out. Stop. Let's let's. I don't the think clock, I think it. we're it apples and oranges a little. I see where you're going, but I, I don't know if it fits. Perfectly. I think it does because look, guys, we have punched them in the mouth. They are and they down. did. They sure did. They, they are down. That first half was that first half blew my mind. What yeah, they, they did it. Job. They did it. All they had to do was take those points. One of those two, and, and like I said, they're still playing. It's just that I, I, it's such a great ball game for. 
I just think those were bad decisions. And and I know that's how you play. We're going to go down the way we go down. But guess what? The people that say that always go down. That's not that's even true. That is straight <laughs> up not true. You just have confirmation bias somebody. because all the ones that go down saying that also Dude. go down saying it. No. And the people that win the Super Bowl saying it, you're just not going to talk about. No. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I it's good to have across, LJ back. I have sat across the table watching Lifford play blackjack. Lifford, stop playing $100. Stop. No, man, I'm winning. I'm winning. <laughs> Lifford, don't do it. Stop. Stop. Guess what? Well, I was up a thousand. You ain't now. What is it? Confirmation now? Well, I had to bias. Keep playing the way I was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confirmation bias. Trafficking in hyperbole. There, All the boys. ones that succeed yeah. doing the right thing, doing it the way that they've always done it, it are are still champions too. Right. I'm replacing names so the innocents are not. The <laughs> they will remain the same. Though. Yeah, Keith. But, but anyway, so, so I just, yeah, yeah, Keith. Anyway. <laughs> The, just the thing about it is, I really, honest, truly believe you, you've got. Lifford said it best. I don't think you could have it any better. Read the room. Read the room. There's. We have talked about it on this podcast. Why are they throwing the football when they're up fourteen? All you got to do is run it out and you win the game. We have said that on multiple occasions. They had the game won if they just run it out and they didn't do it. I, I'm just telling you, read the room. You've got to understand. Great coaches understand when they need to make a change. Yeah, this is this is absolutely true. But we're talking about making adjustments versus changing your philosophy. No, mm, no, I think we're talking about making adjustments. Yeah, yeah but he just I, needed it, to make an adjustment. There. All they had to no. make adjustment. I'm going to take okay. This three they're points. changing their team so, philosophy to kick a field goal there. That is their team but, philosophy. Is they're aggressive. I, I want to talk. It's about not the game an adjustment too, though. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, last thing I'll say. Last thing I say. So I agree. If that ball is on the 40 or 50 or 40 or 35 or 30, and your choice is is a long field goal or a punt or the fourth down, you go on fourth down. You're not breaking what you're doing. When that ball's on the 20 and you've got a 80% chance of making three points, take the fucking three points, man, and go back up 17 and flip. give them the middle finger and say, look, we got just as much as you do again. Motherfucker, see I'm, if you can score on us again. I don't fumble on first thing. I'm going to spend the next that. like three hours of my life looking up every time a team has gone for it on fourth down and won a game so you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, 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 I, get, I get it. But Damn, we're getting that, that explicit. Down and won, <laughs> we're up sure. 17 points. They we're earning up that 17. Anyway. So here, here though, and then we can go to the other game. The, the, the only thing that was egregious in that by Dan Campbell in that game, the fourth downs – you can maybe argue, but then if, if it's 34-34, we don't know they're still playing. They might lose in overtime, or, or the 49ers might drive down there and score, whatever. The, the the one play that makes absolutely no sense, they do a great job in that final drive where they're down 10, yeah. realizing we got to go down there and we got to go score, but we can't use our three timeouts because we need to be able to stop the clock three times if we want to stop them. And they get it to first down, don't score. Second down, don't score. Third down, Dan Campbell decides – to run the football. So now with the minute left, he has to burn one of his timeouts, essentially saying, well, shit, now we got to recover an onside kick. And Mr. Analytics should be able to look. So far this year, there's been 42 onside kicks. Two of them have been recovered by the kicking team. So let me just give you a hint. The numbers aren't very good in your favor. So you cannot run it there. You have to throw it in the end zone. And I get after the game, he said, yeah, I just really thought everyone would think we need to throw. And so we could punch it in. And it was a wrong. And he admitted that was a bad call. He shouldn't have done it. But he really thought they'd punch it right in. But that was the indefensible play. 
You can't burn that time out because you could even kick a field goal there and it's still a seven-point game. Now you can kick it deep to him, try to stop him three times because you have a better chance of stopping him three times than you do getting an onside kick. Just the mm. rules now, you're not getting onside kicks hardly ever. You need a miracle. That's the one where Dan Campbell, you can't even argue. He just, as we've said a couple of times, we've earned the explicit. That's where Dan Campbell fucked up was going <laughs> running the football right there and then having to burn. Because he either had to burn a timeout or burn about 25 <laughs> seconds getting to play together. Tony, what were you about? You look like you're eager to say something. Yeah, he died. Oh, I, I feel like I feel like Blofeld on James Bond. I have worked you into my trap. <laughs> because so you know why you landed on third and one? They are the Whoa. most successful third down and less than two yard team in but the that, NFL. But David this Montgomery. One's different. Wait, wait, this listen. one's different. David, no, it's not. David Montgomery, that was the best play they could run at the time. Because that's what they do. The Lions run within the one-yard line. That's what they do. Same as going on fourth down. That's what they do. So why can you blame them now for making a run? Because if he because waltzes, there's a minute left on the clock, it does wa- change when there's a minute left on the Read clock. Read the room, Tony. Read the room. <laughs> I'm just telling well, you. Well, Tony, Tony I, thinks he's getting me to step in it right I, now. I, I am, I because you just said, do what you always do. Guess what they do on third and one? They run the football. And they've been very successful at it all year long. Fourth and two. They've been very successful at it all year long. What's the difference? Well, the two well, third, plays we saw were third and one and you have to defend on an onside kick is a difference. But I'm going to say that yeah. Dan Campbell I'm shouldn't not. have apologized for it. No, no he shouldn't have. Now, I'll I agree. He should not have apologized for running on third and one because he should have oh, said, that's shit. what we do. <laughs> we always are successful on third and one. And I had confidence in my players that they would make that play. Did you hear yourself, Tony, on the field goals? I mean, you're saying No, I know. If you're going to say that, I can't believe the. I thought that game, the momentum shifting that game, the momentum just shifting this podcast. Now LJ and Uncle Tony are agreeing. Well, I got to find out what I got to say to piss off Dad real quick because I I pissed off everybody else, I think. (laughs) If Dan's going to be Dan, Dan needs to be Dan all the time. Don't just pick one or the other. Yeah, I ran it. You know why I ran it? Because we're good at it. That's what we do. Okay, Pops. Can we can we bring up though off now now that we're not arguing fourth downs anymore? Can we just go to what is the perfect conundrum that is debate shows? And it's Brock Purdy. You watch the first hour of that football game, and Jared. Well, I don't know if he's going to listen to it. I think he'll listen. Jared Owens was over at the house watching the game, and he before the game started, he goes, "I just really don't think Brock Purdy's that good at football." And for the first hour, Jared looked dead ass right. I was just like, "Yeah, he looks bad." And then I don't know what happens. The third quarter, all of a sudden, he's making these. He's like getting out of a sack, finding use check for a third down. For like he's getting his first down. He's running for twenty yards. He's run. Like, Brock Purdy looks amazing, and it's just this perfect little conundrum where if you think if you went into that game going, no, I'm telling you, Brock Purdy's good, you can defend it by going, look what he did in that second half where he came back. But if you went into that game going, Brock Purdy sucks, you can go. We sucked the whole first half, and if it wasn't for that Brendan Ayuk lucky ass play, they get blown out in this. So it's just Brock. The Brock Purdy conversation is still just. I still don't know. You have a good argument both sides. It's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think Brock but, Purdy's legs won that game. That the, the the his scrambles in the second half were incredibly timely, and he was putting the ball on the money. I, you know what? I would. I hear you. I hear the debate on Brock Purdy. I wouldn't be that unhappy if he was my quarterback. I tell you, I, I like the kid. One, it's, it seems like what happened in the last two games, because if you remember, Kyle Shanahan had this, I think it was like 0-30 when he's gone into the fourth quarter down five or more points. Like he's just been – he's really good at holding the lead. Well, actually not even that because 28-3. But 
he, he they're just not great at coming back a lot of times. And it's a lot of times it's because their quarterbacks aren't that great. The team's great, but he doesn't always have the quarterback. But Purdy in both games against Green Bay and against Detroit, he started out kind of slow. And to me, it's because he was second guessing a little bit and they came out after halftime and Shanahan's like, what's, what you're so good at is you just make a decision and you go, you go with what the right, like you read it right away. You don't think, cause you, he's not the Lamar Jackson who does the, the extra stuff or the Mahomes even that can count or Josh Allen's. He's kind of just the play says hit deep on the slant. I'm just going to hit deep on the slant. Like I'm supposed to, the play says take the deep shot. I'm just going to take the deep shot or run cause no one's open. So that's what it felt like he did in that second half. And, I would give it to him. That second half, I thought he played a hell of a second half. He looked really, really good. I that think wasn't. If, uh, well, I think if you take his salary into account, that man is the MVP. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> is there anything else from that game that we want to, or do we want to go over to? I, I do want to say one more thing, and it's on Brock Purdy. I'm not going back to the fourth down the road. <laughs> so. Uh, one more time. Well, two, two things. So. Detroit did what they ran the um, Packer playbook uh, in the first half, and they had Brock Purdy confused. They had pressure from different locations. Uh, they they uh, made him throw under. Uh, they it was and it, they did what they wanted to do. They were following that playbook. But I I said it jokingly, but Brock Purdy did grow up in the second half of that game, and I. To, and so when he started, I don't know if somebody told him to do this or if this was the intention. I, I, he, his running of the football is something he has not done. Now, he has scrambled, but he was running for effectiveness and making decisions. And, and, and that was the killer. Though To me, that was the play of the game are those two first downs he got on third down by scrambling. And I will, I will query you this, gentlemen, who had the highest – Yards per carry average in the playoffs. Well, Purdy's at nine point six, so I would wow. guess. Wow. Beat Jackson was six point eight, so that tells you that very a forty eight yards, right? Not a big number, but man, they were critical. And so I was really impressed that Purdy learned that. Okay, if they're going to press me on the outside and try to make me clear my alleyways to to my running backs or tight ends, I'm going to take off. And he did it. Man, what a deal. That was a really big adjustment. I, I thought that was the key to the game right there. I don't know what y'all thought the key no. to the game, best play of the game was that game. But to me, that was it, was was Purdy running. Purdy's legs. That's right. I think Purdy's That's right. legs. I mean, I, I think. That written down. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that, that Jameer Gibbs fumble, I think it just made the, the landslide. That's, I mean, because the momentum yeah. was shifting and then that. But Purdy's legs, because they started to defend everything. And then all of a sudden they were like, shit, we didn't account for him to just take off and run. Yeah. And so Pur- I agree. I mean, I, yeah. Purdy's Pur- just processing things fast. He played well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prestige Ward Boss said it was Reynolds' drop on fourth down was the play. That was, game. I mean, that was well, tough too. I think it was and Purdy's. So, real quick, what'd y'all think? So. Dan Campbell, after the game, was he, he came in. He said, yeah, I told, what I told the guys in the locker room was that this, is, this one hurts because it's hard to get back here. I mean, we, we may never get back here again. That, that's, how hard, that's the way. I, and he was very real with them to me. And, like, you could say, like, geez, that's kind of tough. They just had a tough loss. But I, I kind of like it. That, that's mm-hmm. the way that Dan Marino's talked about it a lot, where he got to that Super Bowl early and thought, I'm going to be back at the Super Bowl so many times. And it's, it's tough. It's hard to get to the like, Super Bowl. 
I know the Chiefs have done it a lot, and Prestige Worldwide's like, is it that tough? We're here every year. Well, shut up, first off. <laughs> second, second it, but it is, though, because there's the Jameer Gibbs fumble. There's the Brennan Ayuk play. There's just the ball bounces funny. It's a weird ball, and it bounces funny. And the playoffs, NFL playoffs, is just one, it, one game, and you're done. Ask the Ravens right now. The Ravens were a historic team win differential all throughout the regular season. And all it takes is one game where you're kind of off your off your thing. And so I kind of was like, at first when I heard Dan Campbell say it, I was like, that's tough. But I think what he's trying to tell him, he doesn't want anyone to get complacent thinking, shit, okay, we made it. We're a contender now in the NFL. I think no, you're he wants not. him to go, yeah. we got to attack yeah. this offseason the exact same way we did as the, the nobody cares about them Lions yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like Dan Campbell. I mean, I know, we can oh, talk yeah. about it. As decisions decide just <clears throat> I would think yeah. as a player – I would really like that as a head coach. Just he seems like a good look good at that. Look at that NFC North. What it could be. I mean, Green Bay is looking pretty good. Yeah. Chicago's got the number one pick. Who's going to be their quarterback? They could grow up. Minnesota's no slouch. I mean, yeah. I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. No, I, mean, I totally agree. That's a. I mean, Detroit one of the better may not get back there. Tough NFC. Yeah, it's tough. And so I think Dan Campbell's just being real. It's tough as hell to get to the NFC Championship. It yeah. just is. Yeah, I and I did, I truly did mean that. I th- Dan Campbell. Did not grow up in this game, but I, I'll say he's a young coach. But he's I he's he's a realist, and realists make really good coaches mm-hmm. because yeah. they're not trying to feed you anything, and players appreciate that. Yeah, you know, watch that scene from no Moneyball, kind of yeah, thing. Moneyball. I say like, just cut him, just go out and tell him you're cut. Here's your here's the number. Go do it. They don't want to hear oh you're great. Da, da, da. No. Cut him. So they don't. Here, we'll get yeah. to the restaurant later. They don't want the compliment sandwich, the shit sandwich. They just, <laughs> they just not tell me the what the answer. Is. No, they, yeah, no, they do not. So, but here, I, I and I, this is sincere. I really like Dan Campbell, but he is going to have a problem if he can't realize when he has got to make decisions that are outside of his comfort zone and box. And all kidding aside, I, I, Ron Rivera is just. Loved by every player he's ever coached. Riverboat Ron gambles all the time. The players do of, love him. He's out of a job. He's and he may out, not be a good head coach. He is he's out well of loved. a job. I think, I think, I think Dan, Campbell, Dan Campbell will be all right. Dan Campbell can can be a good, great coach if he'll just learn to read the room. I think he will. I'm I'm voting that he will. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Second year, fan, fantastic. Fantastic. LJ, and I think this is the reason LJ came on the pod because so (laughs) LJ with the, with the chiefs now making the Super Bowl, we get to have a whole nother, like how great is Patrick Mahomes kind of debate. So is that why you're here? Is that why you're able to make this week? You want to, I mean, can I, can I talk about that game a little bit? Can I talk about what I think is actually happening against the chiefs is the chiefs have a, uh, I think we'll agree a really, really good defense, right? Uh, agree. Their defense is uh, top five in passing defenses. Their defense is middle of the pack at best at rushing defense. Now, they just played one of the best rushing teams in the NFL um, generally that handed the ball off eight total times um, and only three times, I think, in the first half in a game that was never out of hand ever. I think everybody is too uh, – I mentioned in the group text last week about the Bills. seemed like they were throwing it first down, second down, and third down, down the field every play I watched. Um, I think teams are afraid that if you give Patrick Mahomes too much time, you'll lose. And so they are not playing uh, the football that they are really good at because they're so afraid of the team they're playing against that Patrick Mahomes doesn't even have to have – an outstanding, unbelievable game because as long as you make uh, Lamar Jackson throw it 37 times, 
then uh, you're playing right into what our defense does well. You're literally doing what we want you to do. So I think you're right. I do. I think this defense is really good. I, we, a lot, a lot this year, Tony. I feel like you've been saying this. I know part of this is. I know Prestige has been saying this, but this is maybe one of the best defenses Patrick Mahomes has had. I just think this is just a legit, really good defense L, on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think you're totally right. Between Spagnola is, I'm kind of surprised no one's even mentioned him as a head coach candidate because they've turned around that defense and they look really good. And between what they're doing on defense L, and then I think you're dead right. I think. The fear that Patrick Mahomes puts in the other offense coordinator. These guys are getting out of like they Todd Munkin's been doing a great job with the Ravens all year long. And just all of a sudden, I got a stat for you. And all the games so far this year, going back to week one, the Ravens have had only one game where they were under uh, 17 rushing attempts to a running back, basically running back carries. And then, like you just mentioned, they were below 10 in this game. They just didn't run the ball. They, they didn't do what they do really well. well that's why I think like the, the – And the game was never – they wasn't like they were down 17. They I don't know like that the Chiefs' 20. defense is great in as much as they are great at defending the one thing that they want you to do, and that's all other teams want to do against them. I don't know if like – maybe I'm being ridiculous, but it just seems like teams are so scared of what Mahomes is capable of, which he is. I'm not going to like discount that. He really is the the best quarterback playing in the NFL right now. There's no question about it. But um, it's really easy for a defense to do a great job when you know they're going to pass it every play, and every team seems to think that they have to pass it every play against the Chiefs because just in case Mahomes gets out of hand, and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. Which I is why think I think the Niners might be the team me. that can beat them, just to throw it out there. And I'll, I'll go to you, Tony. I, but I did – I see what you're saying, Elchie, but I also think Mahomes played an amazing – I mean, I, I know it's only 241 yards and a touchdown. I thought he was masterful in that game. Tony. I agree with you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to take away. That offense played as well yeah. as they could against a very good defense as well. I just think that if the Baltimore offense had played football the way that they play it best, I think they have a better shot. But for some reason, they decided to just play what the Kansas City defense wanted them to play. Tony, what you got? What you think? So I'm, I'm going to agree with LJ and then disagree with him. And so hopefully <laughs> I can explain this. He's right. And he's wrong. He, he's just, he's just dead wrong. So um, anyway, uh, the, I want to say that I have not been more disappointed in the outcome of a football game all year long than I was this weekend. I really believe that the Baltimore Ravens were the truly the best team in the NFL. No, no offense to the Chiefs, but I, I just thought offensively and defensively the Ravens were the best team, and, and they and for some reason offensively they played scared, and unfortunately they didn't come ready to play. They were they were I don't know what happened in the first ten minutes of the ball game. They just weren't ready, and so the Chiefs all of a sudden were up. Uh, 14. So, but anyway, uh, I just, I just really thought they had all the ingredients to be just a phenomenal football team and, and make it to the, and win the Super Bowl, honestly. But I, 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 we can talk about what happened. So I, what happened to the Ravens, but here's the thing about the chiefs defense. I agree with LJ that they, um, I think they bait you into doing what you don't want to do. So when we looked at the, if you look at the Bills game and the Bills Chiefs and then the Chiefs Ravens game, it is a, it was a complete opposite. I texted this at halftime, complete opposite in the Bills Chiefs games. The Bills dominated the, um, the time of possession, dominated it. 
Uh, the 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 Bills had thirty seven rush attempts, thirty seven. To I, 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 if I counted them right, um, yeah, thirty, yeah, 30, 38, 39 If you count the Demar Hamlin, which we don't want to count that on the on the fourth down uh, fake, but um, but it, it, they tried to run the clock and they did, and the Chiefs still beat them. So they the Chiefs defense, when they stopped they passing bend, though, or when they stopped yeah, running, they, yeah, they play bend. Don't break defense against the Ravens. They played opportunistic defense and made them pass the football. And it it, it completely different game plan. So all I'm saying to that is I I, I don't know that Steve Spagnola has ever coached a better two games than the two he just coached from a defensive. Their game plan against these two offenses just couldn't beat it. Now it, we. I think you need to flip it and say the the Ravens played really bad. I don't know why. Maybe it's Lamar is not who we thought he was, uh, and and maybe he's in the Sean McDermott camp. Maybe he's not that good. But um, I in the playoffs. But uh, I shouldn't say that about the guy that won me fantasy championships. But it, he so he's he, got to add that in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I really thought that the Chiefs were opportunistic. The the punch out of Zay Flowers made the game. It's an opportunistic play. They had another interception that things that, but they made him throw that. I just thought she's phenomenal game plan to make them think they had to throw the football. Pops, what would you think watching that game? Well, I thought when it started, I think Kansas City did get up 14 nothing, I think, right? No. Well, no, because we had those back to back touchdowns. Kansas well, okay, was, I, was it that, that one where right where uh uh Lamar Jackson made that great pass to Zay Flowers, you know, kind of. That, that tied it up I, at seven. I remember thinking, oh, my God, what an offensive fireworks this thing is about to be. We sat there oh, and were like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be an amazing game. pissed. And then it turned into <laughs> a defensive struggle. I mean, it was a defensive game. I mean, Kansas City didn't even score in the second half. Didn't mm-hmm. even score in the second half. And well, I, it's I think funny. That, that, that I, Buffalo I think game that, was similar uh, where we were like, man, they're scoring, scoring, scoring. And all of a sudden, it – Tightened and became a defense. It just t- if you could see Lamar Jackson. He, he played a bad second half. I mean, he was over. He, he was he was not accurate. Um, uh, he he just he was he was. I think anxious, the pressure got some frustrated. Right felt pressure. Whatever. Uh, he didn't produce in the second half like he could have. And and I mean, Kansas City deserved to win that game. No question to me. Yeah. Lamar's going to have that. I know it's kind of been hovering around. Like, can this guy play in the playoffs? Who knows? And. And I, I thought it was a little unfair. After this, after that game, he's going to have to get that shtick off of him because he just didn't play that well. And he, that first strike, that throw to Zay Flowers was great. He had a couple plays in the first half. That throw to Zay Flowers, insane. That play that got batted up in the air, and he not only ran to go find it, I think he was going to just bat it down. I was like, should I just go catch it? And somebody, I don't know who it was on the Chiefs, somebody made a really good tackle because he almost got loose on that play. That would have been incredible if he had not only caught that tip ball but then went loose down the sideline because he's that crazy of an athlete. And I think he is a good quarterback, Tony. I think you kind of do too. And I keep thinking these things are kind of fluky. And that's why I do think it was a little on Lamar, but I think uh, Munkin, the offensive coordinator, just really got out of his game and stopped calling the offense the way they call it. And it's kind of like LJ talked about, I mean, not to get into the argument of fourth downs, but the, the philosophy, they changed their philosophy. And all of a sudden, what they've been doing all year, they're not doing anymore. And Lamar's kind of like, wait, the answers that have been there all year, we're not doing those plays anymore. Like, I don't. Well, I, I don't know. we talked about like, like the, the, the play action pass is the most effective play in the NFL, I believe. 
Um, and uh, that's really easy to set up when Isaiah Pacheco has 24 carries. It's really hard to set up when um, Gus Edwards has three carries. Um, yeah. it's, yeah. it's an, it's an incredible, like, I don't, I don't understand why teams are doing this against the Chiefs. LG, if I looked right, I think Kansas City had 32 rushes and Baltimore had 16. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and like those LG were Lamar said, like escaping said, the pocket too. They weren't down by a lot. The score they were was down, out of They hand. lost by seven against a team that didn't score in the second half at all, as dad mentioned. Like that's. Yeah. You were never out of this football game. It was always what, something you, you could told take me control the, of. If you told me McCaffrey didn't have that many carries, I could get it because they got down in the hole. Mm-hmm. But this, they just never were. And that's where I think Munkin, just as much as maybe Dan Campbell needs to grow up, Munkin, who might have been thought about for a head coaching job, I think this was kind of like, oh, he still needs to mature a little bit. You know, yeah. He got lost, which Big time. it's easy for us to say, watch it on the couch. I do think it's very hard when this game goes, all of a sudden it gets away from you. are like, shit, it's the fourth quarter and we've barely handed the ball off. I, so I do think it's easy for us to say, and it's harder for the guy that, cause I mean, I've played, L, I've played LJ and Madden. All of a sudden I look and I've thrown it every single snap. I just recorded four vertical. <laughs> yeah, but then I think it's like, easy that's, to do. that's kind of the thing though, is you come into this game with the same stats I had where the chiefs are uh, ranked 16 and uh, or, or worse, basically 18 in every rushing defensive statistic. And they're ranked five or better in basically almost every passing statistic. Why are you playing? Like, you know what your game plan is coming yeah, into this. Like, it's insane to me that they wouldn't they're have average this already to above to average stopping the run, but they are good stopping the pass. So yeah. you're playing right into him by going out legit. Cause and then, say, and then if we're going to talk about reading ball. the room, like, or, but also playing the game, this is the perfect opportunity to do both read the room and play the game that got you here. Like, I don't understand how, like if the four of us put our heads together, we tell the Ravens to run the fucking football. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And so pops also, I think uh, you mentioned this, maybe it was on the phone or before we started court recording. We do got to say something. We, we kind of were wondering if Travis Kelsey had lost a step and Tony mentioned maybe they're saving a little for the playoffs. He looked really good this week. 11 for 11 with like a hundred. They targeted him 11 times. He caught all 11 of them, had 116-ish yards. Yeah. And he caught a touchdown on quite possibly the best defensive player in football in Kyle Hamilton. And it's the only touchdown Kyle Hamilton's given up all year. Mm-hmm. And it was because Kelsey just made a hell of a play yep. on a great throw by Mahomes. So I want to give – I think their defense is really good and probably deserves a little more credit, but – Kelsey and Mahomes, they just they that that's why they're so hard to beat in the playoffs because yeah. they they elevate their game to near perfect football. And LJ, I know it's frustrating to hear about the Chiefs playing near perfect football, but they just Mahomes is that freaking good, and so is Kelsey. And it's a good thing the Chargers got Harbaugh, so I can never be happy again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony, I told Dad the stat, or LJ and Tony both can guess. There's only one other tight end to have a game over 32 or over age wise. To have ten targets and catch ten or more targets and catch all of them, do you know who that tight end would be? Oh, it's going to be Witten. Playoffs. playoffs or it's going to be Witten. It's it's Jason well, Witten on yeah. on the Raiders though. He did it with the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wow. last year, but it was a much different game. Yeah. It was like ten catches for like fifty nine yards. It was not yeah. Kelsey's eleven catches are a little different than no. those. So we yeah, I, I cannot say this enough. I, Kelsey took a two basically two weeks off. And it's just changed it, right? Yeah. I mean, and so I think they realized over 30, this guy's got to have some weeks off. Yeah. And they finally gave it to him. And, and look what he's doing. And he'll get two weeks off, another week off now. Dude, I wouldn't bet against him in the Super Bowl. I, there's no telling how. But, he, he'll, but to go 11 for 11 against the league's best defense against, for the at least for the first quarter, they figured they 
change their uh, defensive uh, pattern against the what I think is the league's best defensive player, as you said, Kevin. Uh, uh, but Kyle Hamilton's it, awesome. Kyle Hamilton, yeah. I just that was amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is a Dude major feat. I They're badasses. There's no doubt. It, it's eleven for eleven. That's what they. Oh, got touched and we'll get eleven for eleven. That is nuts, man. Well, and a is, lot of them that does watching that game. Also, a lot of them were on big third down plays. I mean, they were they were yeah. big. Catches also, yeah. most didn't Mahomes start the game out eleven for eleven? Like they, I mean, something like that. Yeah. They are a crazy yeah. good football yeah. team. Just yeah. in this, just yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Kim. Well, I was. It's just that Chiefs team. I think they scare you because they do almost play perfect football. And it's funny to me, Pops, I, I think we kind of talked about this just while we were watching the game together. And this team, I think Mahomes is a little bit built from that same fabric of the the Tom Brady-ish, where it's just like, I got to find a motivation. So I got to, it helps when the mayor of Cincinnati calls yeah. uh, Errol and Burrow land and stuff. So like, but then, He's yeah, like the, the little things. And so him, but then all of a sudden him and Kelsey, this team that's been favorites all the time, like before this playoff started, I talked about how there's been only one game where they were underdogs in the playoffs. Well, this year they've been underdogs in every game so far in the playoffs, besides maybe the wild card round. And yeah, besides the wild card round. And all of a sudden Mahomes and Kelsey don't have to, you know, fabricate something to get, get their minds right. There's like, no, people really think we're not as good, which I get it. Why? Cause I was kind of saying it too. I thought the Ravens were probably going to win. And then I thought, and I don't know this for sure, but this is just my reading on it. I felt like the way they, like Kelsey, you saw the stuff pregame where Kelsey threw uh, Justin yeah. Tucker's helmet off. Oh my God. They were kind of being a little, they were being punks a little bit, but I think what they were doing is they were going, we're going to get this, this team who plays on emotion, the Ravens defense, especially yeah. plays on just emotional, hard hitting yeah. football. And I think the Chiefs kind of goaded him to, yeah, we want you to play that way. You're going to get a little too emotional. And they had, what was it, Dad? You said at one point watching the game, it was like five personal fouls. I mean, yeah. They were like just three in a row, I thought. Yeah. yeah. 75 or 90 yards on, on personal, well, 15 yard, here uh, personal fouls. Watching the game on the plane, so I can't talk to you guys. That. It was kind of being a punk. Well, if it was any other player in the world, I would have said it was genius. But man, it made me so mad. I was like, you classless player. But like, it really was absolutely <laughs> genius because it took, I, I've never seen a team so thrown uh, in the first half of a football game to commit that many penalties. They were pissed. Because they were just so amped. They were so yeah. amped, they quit thinking a little bit. And, yeah, and Kelsey and that's was cool as could be. He was an asshole for 30 seconds so he could ruin 50 players' mindsets, and he did it. And then he walked away smiling. Like, genius. It's it's great work. Uh, and they fucked with a kicker, too. The only person that can't hit you, you know? <laughs> So, like, it's absolutely genius. Uh, and I just hate how much that I respect the Chiefs. I just want to tell you that they're the worst ever. But, man, it's like Tom Brady all over again. I just want to hate them. <laughs> well, so, um, LJ, you'll love this next uh, little segment here then. Great. So far this year, Mahomes has had 137 dropbacks in the playoffs. According to PFF, he's thrown zero turnover-worthy throws. And on two of those dropbacks, he's been sacked. And one of them, he nearly got away from it against uh, the Ravens. Yeah. It broke me in half. I don't know how he almost got away from it. I would yeah. have died. Right oh, yeah. Field. It looked bad. Yeah. Um, and overall, now he's played 17 playoff games. So, the LJ, that's a full season. They're 14-3 and three in those 17. And he's thrown for 4,800 yards, 39, 39 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. That's pretty much equivalent to his 2022 MVP year. So, 
He's playing MVP baseball or baseball. He's playing MVP football against the best of the best in the playoffs. I mean, it's just, it is absolutely incredible what he does in the playoffs. He just goes to a different level and at, it's just hard to freaking beat that guy. And that's why these offensive coordinators get all out of their game because they're freaked out because they're like, oh, we can't beat them playing our philosophy. We got to change it up. And that's how they beat themselves. And then Travis Kelsey is laughing because he go to Jen to 15 mm-hmm. yard penalty after 15 yard penalty. Yeah, just a like good damn football yeah. team. Yeah. Yep. And it I, sucks that they're in your vision for you. It's not yep. something in the AFC. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. Yep. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's been fun. Last two things. So I, I think that two things the Ravens did that were mistakes, and I you, you nailed it on those unnecessary roughness. This this uh, if you look it up, this referee team had called the most unnecessary roughness penalties of any other team in the NFL all year long. Yeah, there's some conspiracy theories out there. Somebody should have told the Ravens about that. But I do think if I'm that referee, there's a couple of those I don't call. This is the AFC Championship game. You don't need to call those plays. If you do, you need to call it double. And I think the critical one, that first one, it was just that was just a terrible, terrible call. And uh, sorry, Prestige, it was a terrible call. The second one on that 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 halftime drive that they got the field goal was a really good call. He smacked him in the head. That should have been called. Mm. But anyway, the Ravens activated Mark Andrews for this game. They had been on a roll and had an offense that was very effective. And then they they activated Mark Andrews and started him. And unfortunately, for as good as Mark Andrews is, Lamar Jackson locks in on him. And I think we saw that in the first half where Lamar was hesitating. He was he was locked in on Andrews, trying to get to him. The Chiefs did a great job of covering him, and he could not get to his second or third receiver. Uh, and, and I think that that was a mistake by the Ravens. I don't think they should have activated Mark Andrews. And I've been laughed at in um, another group that I'm I'm in a text group. Well, and I think that's we ridiculous even kind of Mark Andrews like, is an all pro, but I think that completely changed his his outlook offensively. And we saw Lamar Jackson of 2020, 2021 that just was locked in on on Mark Andrews. Well, and if Mark the Andrews Titans- wasn't open, then he was running. And I just did the like tight ends in total, Tony. Mark Anderson likely had five targets total. I don't five, four catches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I, really understand what I mean. Likely's been awesome, awesome, awesome. I don't know. And that, I didn't necessarily. I got what you were saying hands. last week because mm. last week I think you said if if Mark Andrews plays, you would take Chiefs. So it looks like you're right. I don't know if I totally agree with that pregame, but it just still lively's been or likely has been awesome. I just don't understand why he gets two targets in that two targets for 15 yards. He caught both. Because Andrews, I just, it, again, it just took him out of the game plan that had worked for six, seven weeks. They they were on such a roll offensively, starting with the second half of their game against the Texans coming in. And then they just, I, I just think it really messed with them. And I didn't like that at all. And so pops anything, anything <clears throat> else from that, that game from the AFC championship. No, I, I was just disappointed. I think that the failure is on, and, and you know how much I like John Harbaugh uh, especially, but I think the failure was on the offensive coordinator at Baltimore, and he, he couldn't get Lamar settled down. And and I do. It is interesting that Mark Andrews did seem to hurt him. And I mean, as great a player as it is, uh, as he is, it worked. It 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 didn't. It didn't work for the same them. way. Whatever Shanahan was able to tell Brock Purdy at halftime to kind of get him back into his game. The, the Ravens didn't weren't able to do that for Lamar because yeah. you, you got to just calm him back down because I think that I think truly I think the Ravens got too emotional in that and too I do too 
and they were not yeah. playing their normal football. And I will say, Pops, your boy John Harbaugh, I like the call. So if you remember, they had a penalty and made it first and five where they were trying to stop the – they had to stop the Chiefs three yeah. times. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Interesting. The next play, they went off sides on purpose because if we're going to use these timeouts, I'd rather start on first and ten instead of first and five. Like, that's logical. Smart play. But the guy but if you're John Harbaugh, <laughs> well, If you're John Harbaugh, they, so they gave the call into Roquan Smith – that's one guy you can't give that contract. Roquan <laughs> Smith knows how to play one way, and that's to light your ass up every time. True. So you got to tell someone a little more level-headed because what makes Roquan Smith so well or so good is he's a little crazy. So yep. you can't tell him to do that because he was like, oh, I need to touch the guy to get the offside. Okay, well, I'll touch him all right, and he will lit his ass up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh. Yeah, he jacked him up. He did. And got 15 yeah, yard penalty. So, because yep. yep. I saw Roquan Smith kind of had someone. I think he said to play middle linebacker, you got to be a little crazy. And I mean, look at all the great middle linebackers that we all loved. I mean, Lawrence Taylor or just linebacker. I think to play linebacker, you got to be a little crazy. He said, and Lawrence Taylor, a little crazy. Ray Lewis, a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Roquan Smith, a little crazy. So mm-hmm. I, I do think it helps to be. Man, and I, I got to, the the Baltimore Ravens, whoever their um, stadium organizers or what whoever does their stuff they did such great because they started the game with ray lewis and then the second half they came out with terrell well when sucks came out they played different football for a little bit like it was yeah it was just amazing Mm -hmm. and 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 the the it just the the chiefs never scored another point it was amazing that was just i was like wow that guy needs to be president of the united states right there whoever made that decision (laughs) It's a little strong, but like better yeah, than we've not as good as the two so. we don't have up there. He's a so. decision maker. Yeah, we, we've so had worse in the past uh, uh, forty years uh, for sure. Constantly, we'll have two weeks to to think about this and break this down next week. Looking at, but just the real quick. So I'm looking at it. The line is hovering right around 49ers minus one and a half to minus two. Is that kind of what y'all are seeing too? I saw two. That range? Yeah, mm-hmm. minus one. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. So so Chiefs of the dog. Just your. Your quick read, we don't need to really break. We'll have all next week to break down game and props. But, LJ, thoughts, who 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 would you pick in this game right now? Either just straight up or the line. The line's basically a pick them. I'm, I'm so biased. I want the Chiefs to lose more than I want most anything else in life. Um, <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> But I will tell you that the the logic that I have doesn't seem too stupid as I think that Shanahan's a smart enough coach to do what he does well, and it is something that I think the Chiefs are decent at covering but not great at covering. So then it comes down to can their defense stop Mahomes, and I think they've got a pretty good shot at that. So I think the Chiefs uh, – or I think the 49ers win this game straight up. And I th- I'll take I think the points. So I'll take the two points. I- I'm comfortable with the two points. I kind of leaned to LJ, but I said that this past week when the Ravens were playing the Chiefs, and I don't know if I just I think I'm scared to bet against 15. I'm just saying after after watching what the Ravens did, I feel like Shanahan's going to say no, we do not stop running the ball until we're down 40 points. Tony, where's your where's your lean early on? Okay, so I'll give you mine then, Prestige. So my my lean right now is Chiefs 23, 49ers 20. Um, okay. I, I'd be happy with and that. And because of this, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, he gets two weeks to get his legs fresh. Too. The 49ers have shown in two playoff games that they are vulnerable on the ground. Aaron Jones ate him up. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery ate him up. Which kind of shocks me, Tony. Yeah. And Isaiah I think Pacheco, we give him a little Jameer bit of Gibbs, a benefit of the doubt because yeah. those guys up front are all big names. Like we know a lot of those names, but they can be had. 
I think everyone Chase loves Young, a Bosa. Chase Young is done. I don't. I haven't seen anything out of Chase Young since he went over there. I, I don't know that that's. But I, Isaiah Pacheco, if you took Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery and put them in that thing that the fly was in, where they kind of combine and your mold and their DNA comes out on the other side, you get <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco because uh, the kid is runs hard. And he's fast. He can catch the football. I think Isaiah Pacheco is a difference there. So I've, I'm going to have to swing to the and, – and all, all your, I think the AFC has had better play than the NFC consistently. And if the Chiefs are the AFC winner, I'm going with the Chiefs here. And my, my, uh, my early pick yeah. is Chiefs 23-20. Uh, Prestige Worldwide, of course, is, is Chiefs 20, no. San Francisco 17. So imagine that. No. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's my call. That's that's where I am right now. Pops? Well, at you, Tony, you started hitting on it. I think LJ heard him say it. it but uh, there, So Bosa, Young, Warner, Greenlaw. We saw a little bit of Greenlaw in the game, but you didn't hear those names tremendous amount of times. I don't know what happened to that San Francisco defense. It, uh, You know, I mean, Detroit I think they got, them up the first half, they got punched in the mouth. <laughs> they got over punched over in again. the mouth. So, uh, I, I'm not counting number 15 out. Uh, and and I my gut tells me, I mean, Travis Kelsey's on a mission. I think Rice is doing just enough. Rishi Rice, he looked healthy uh, the other day, and he's doing just enough, I think, to help Pacheco. And then, good God, you got that defense. Now, Chris Jones looked like he had a little knee problem. I hope he's got two weeks to get good, but I mean, this is Super Bowl. He's going to get good, um, and and I I'm thinking Kansas City. For, that's my initial. I want to think about it. I might change my mind, but I'm I'm going with Kansas City. I just want to throw out that uh, we talked about you know uh, getting lit up by Detroit, but they also held Detroit to literally seven points in the second half, and Detroit yeah, was did. one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL uh, by a pretty uh, decent margin. They were in the top uh, bunch, so. Um, it's it's another tough offense. So I, I think they will do equally as well and give up 34 or 31 points. But um, we'll see if their team can score more against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and LJ, just um, thinking about I, – I was just there was a play in that Chiefs game I, for, I kind of forgot about, but I wanted to bring it up. That third and nine with two minutes left, the, the Chiefs were up seven, and they really – they had to – get one more first down. The, the Ravens use all their timeouts, and then the Chiefs had to get one more first down. If they do, they win the game. Or they can just – but they can run it, and as long as the clock doesn't stop, they could get it to two-minute warning. But Andy Reid decided to – you know, he's like, well, I'm aggressive. Oh, it's God. what I do. To so he threw it oh. up to NVS of all people. Oh, of all I, people. NVS, NVS held that thing like it was his baby. He was not dropping this damn ball. But well, he had dropped plenty of others. But. It just kind of goes to LJ. That plays brilliant when NVS catches it. If he drops yep. it – yeah, yeah. Marble Hand Marquez. That was him. Just, just, just saying. Yep. Just throwing that out. Yep. Skill no. hands did hang on to it, didn't I it? feel like you're dead on, Kev. Skill hands. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I, I think I live the same way. I, I probably, if it just, I really don't even know. I might not bet. I might find a prop or something. I yeah, might it's, not bet on it's, it's the anthem link, the national anthem link. That's what we're betting on. Y'all yeah. got y'all to gotta give me some props next week because this weekend I was, it was terrible. <laughs> well, they all involve Lamar Jackson. So, anyway, yeah, we'll find the good ones. We'll discuss that next week. We'll have more breakdown of that game. Uh, uh, fun season of football. We got one. It's crazy. It's one more game left. It's all we got. Oh, um, 
Uncle Tony, I do want to, before we go, is there any yes. updates to LJ? You were, you got to hear about the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Situation. Yeah. Uh, harrowing okay. situation. No, uh, I've had, I've had, <laughs> I've had people questioning, you know, everybody's just lighting up my phone. I think people are just checking to see how I'm doing. They just want to know how Uncle Tony's restaurant. Uh, situation okay. Is going. So I've took, taken the advice of the pod, Philip, the manager of the restaurant and are I, we disguising names or this is his name no right? it's his name okay. I, won't, I won't give you a last name philip and i are going to meet friday so, <laughs> okay uh, what, out, out back of the building I, tony or yeah, yeah, I, I wanted ass? to come by and i talked to him about my dining experience and so he, did he tell you come alone friday no i no, you say, how big a boy the, are you? It's going to be in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be, oh, be okay. I, I just really yeah. hope we don't get it. We don't get Uncle Tony jumped by like the restaurant mafia. <laughs> no, no. Trust me. No, no. It won't be that. Kevin, no. you may have to okay. go for security. You know, might go have <laughs> no. to go with him. Yeah. He's really calling no, in the big not. guns. Calling <laughs> yeah. We'll see yeah. Philip. Uh, Phil, at least now, if Philip don't show up, shit going to go down. I'll just tell you <laughs> so, that. So you sent an email or what, what, what'd you? Yeah. I sent an email was, to Philip. I, 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 I texted um, uh, I texted the general manager, and she gave me. Phillip's texted name. the general manager. This is obviously a place you <laughs> you you know the the powers yeah, that be. Now look, okay, so I got called out a little bit on this. So, um, by listeners of the pod. So yeah, so let me give you a little flavor on it as well. So this is not a normal restaurant. This is a place that. And so mm. it, it is left that detail out. So uh, not to name names. Oh, well, that, like, that does make a difference, though. The, the, are we bleeping that, that out? Or uh, yeah, we, that. It's that. I mean, we can. Y'all got to tell me if we want that bleeped. I don't know. I think we bleep it out. Okay. I don't care. It's it. No. Yeah. Bleep it out. I don't know how these people. Well, actually, you tell me Friday and we'll release a new version. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. So anyway, so I'm going to go talk to him. And so, yeah, so I, I, it's a little bit different relationship. So, but yeah, not that it makes a difference. So I called a general manager and said, yeah, this is his name. Okay. I, Philip, I'm going to call, I texted Philip. So Philip and I are going to meet on Friday. All right. Okay. So we'll get an update next week on the pod. Yes. Yes, we will. All right. But so you haven't dined there since last time we spoke. We have not. No. Or at least not with your wife. I mean, because that's, that's <laughs> no. the problem is when she comes. I, I will be there Friday. Uh, you I tell Philip. You tell Philip. If he makes it right, this will be the best ad that's ever aired in Sweden for his. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't it, though? Would it, though? There we go. Okay. I just knew the people were dying to, to know. Pops. Yes. Any bougie problems before we get out of here? Don't really have a bougie problem today, Kev. I'll, I'll have to get to work on those a little bit better. You know, yeah. I mean, I think everyone agrees with this, so it's not like I'm a groundbreaking here statement, but I, I sometimes I don't understand traffic. I hate traffic, and sometimes I don't understand. So, like, I was stuck on the interstate, just not even moving, and it took forever, and never did I see a flat tire, a wreck, uh, a, a construction. Like, there was nothing. I don't understand why we were in traffic. Unless it was just too many people in one area at once. I, d- I just, it was middle of the day at, and it just drives me crazy when I'm like, oh, it must be a wreck or something up there. And you get up and you're like, well, now we're moving and I'm not, there was nothing stopping us. What, what the fuck? But <laughs> well, maybe they cleared the accident away by the time you got up there, dude. It just drives, it really grinds my gears, you know? <laughs> it is. 
Isn't that the definition of traffic? Too many people in one area? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's kind of like what traffic is. So yeah, just, there were too many people. But it's not in one like area. I was in rush hour, you know. It's like one forty-five on a Friday. It shouldn't have been that bad of traffic. And it's just I'm on the interstate, literally putting my truck into park, and I'm going. Should I exit here? Or should I not? What, should I try? Hey, to, oops, was it? Exit? Was was it Thursday when the pod dropped? Did no, they all no, no, stop no, no. to listen to get the pods? <laughs> well, it was on Friday, so maybe they didn't listen on Thursday, so they were uh, listening on Friday. Possibly. Yeah, maybe that's right, it. I think they fault. stopped to listen to the Yeah, pods. it's when I pushed Shit. the notifications out, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that's probably it. what happened. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And it. they were hearing, they were at the part of the pod where Tony was talking to his restaurant. They were so invested. They were like, I need to put it slow yeah. down so I can yeah. really listen. We got to what figure out which place this is. Stop the car, yeah. Ethel. We're get, we got to hear this. <laughs> I got to get this recipe for Uncle Tony's drink. Well, hold on, stop. Pull over. <laughs> Speaking of, Tony, what is Uncle Tony drinking? It looks like it might just be something on the rocks over there. Yeah, it is. So I, I Keeping it simple. I had one in a little sidecar of it. So I picked one tonight that I thought was appropriate. You know, last, last week I had a couple of name drinks that were where I felt I was really confident in the drinks that I had. So today I'm drinking the sore loser. <laughs> the sore loser is a drink. It's, it's, it's kind of a take on the De La Louisiane. So it's a, uh, it, it's got several different uh, liquors in it, but it's bourbon, uh, sherry, uh, cream de peche liqueur. So peach liqueur, um, and uh, a little bit of anise uh, and uh, Angostura bitters, uh, and and so it tastes like a sore loser. I can tell you that. And so I am a sore loser today, and uh, that's that's what I was drinking as a sore loser. Sore. Oh, I feel like it today. I felt. I sure felt like it's Sunday night because, like, man, I'm out. Right? I didn't pick either one of these teams to be in the Super Bowl. I'm out. I'm a sore loser. I'm out. Well, you know, you've told us all about your winning, so it's fine that you're losing one. It's week fine. Yeah, we're all hurting for you. We're all hurting for you. I'm a winner overall. It's I'm I'm, I'm a winner in life. So, you know. <laughs> oh, I you know, last time we were on the pod, I didn't sh- did I share the the Tony's golden rule for gambling? Did I share I that, Tony? Do you remember? I don't think. I don't think so. Go ahead. Never tell Mama how much you won or lost. <laughs> <laughs> You can say you lost a little or won a little, but just, but it wasn't because at first it was like never tell mama how much you lost, and he said or how much you won. You, you never tell. The I think we have so, a podcast listener that might have more questions for you soon. Kev. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm curious to know. I'll know when she hears this part of yeah. the podcast because we'll get a text message. So. Details are details are immaterial. One little. That's that's all you need to. That's it. I broke even. It, it was yeah. close. That's it. It was just one of those. Sometimes, you know, when someone's telling you something, you can kind of tell, oh, this man's tell. He's on to something here. This I'm just saying this, you know, there are two people you shouldn't lie to. And it's your it's your lawyer and it's your accountant. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. How much you win? I won a little. Ooh, How much you lose? If, if mom's listening to this and said and I and it sounds like I said Tony told me a lot of mama, I think Tony, he might be Absolutely worried. Not. That manager doesn't need to be worried. Tony's gonna know. get an upset call. <laughs> I'm not lying to her. You you lie to her, I, I know what happens. You need to stop that. <laughs> All right. That what happens when you lie to somebody from Saline County. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. That'll do it for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. We'll be back <sighs> next week. We got to get Uncle Tony some props for the Super Bowl. And it sounds like LJ is already circling yep. one as a winner. So we'll have more for you next week. For now, peace out. Peace. peace. Hey, oh, Pops. Before we get off, I just wanted to let you know that uh, – so I ended up leaving my zip ties uh, with a STEM teacher um, in uh, Central Texas, and uh, she uh, took her competition uh, team of engineers to a contest, and they had a trouble with their rover where they had zip ties that were too big and kind of clunky. And I said, wait a second, you've got those zip ties. Well, they found out today that they won first place in the contest. So I'm just saying your zip ties took team tenacity to the next level. That's all I'm saying. Look at there. Team tenacity. Oh, yeah. Wow. They had some tenacious right, right, D, I will right. tell you. There you go. You got to have those zip ties, right? Mm-hmm. Tenacious D. <laughs> got to love it. Zip ties and scissors, man. There you go. <laughs> Did they need the Perfect scissors too? They, they didn't use the scissors. Well, they had scissors, uh, but they probably could have used the fine scissors that I got. You know, they were a little bit better. Well, scissors, I bet. I, I, I hope they know the importance of a good. I mean, a good pair of scissors is good to have, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think they were. I mean, I don't think they were using safety scissors. But they weren't using the high class scissors we got for Christmas. So, right, Andy, like a pocket on the shirt. You I'm know just saying. saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Fight well. Now you can join.